0: Welcome to May Contain Violence. I'm David. With here with me is with me is Mal.
1: Hi. Hey.
0: How are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing okay. Things are kind of rainy today, but otherwise it's pretty relaxing.
0: Yeah, we have had a grey day here. Uh, although the sun looks like it's starting to creep out now. But
1: oh yeah, that means. I have to go grocery shopping soon <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but uh yeah good good weather to talk about our uh, mm-hmm. subject. This is be a two part series where we're going to get uh friendly with the undead again, but a different form of undead yes, we're talking z-
1: we're talking reanimated corpses, yeah,
0: <laughs> everyone's favorite dead um <laughs> uh so i thought uh, so there's so many ways we can talk about uh, uh zombies there are a lot of classifications there it's like oh do we talk about the mind-controlled zombies Do we talk about ritual rising zombies do we talk about infected are they a type of zombie so mm mm-hmm. Baseline that we're kind of putting down is we're going to go back to the master and that's uh, George Romero's um, in, uh, initial zombie uh, type, I guess you can say.
1: Yes. We'll just call him Romero zombies. Romero zombies. Yeah, that's
0: good. Um, and then anything that influenced, I mean, everything that was influenced by Night of Living Dead, came from romero's stuff and he was hugely influential so uh that's where we're gonna start and mm-hmm. um see maybe we can talk a little a little bit about uh romero uh,
1: yes the lake great george romero uh, uh
0: so he passed away in 2017 was it
1: Yes, he did July 16th uh 2017 in Toronto. He lived he was a Toronto resident.
0: Yeah, and I never ran into him. I, I'm I'm kind of pissed I never got to run into him.
1: Yeah. Uh well, I know a few people that did. And uh one of uh my former coworkers actually her husband did work on his home. And so she actually ended up having dinner with the godfather of zombies himself and i was the zomb- so jealous
0: the zombie father
1: zombie father yeah
0: um, where where did he what neighborhood do you live in do you know
1: i don't know because i didn't actually ask those details i was just like what was he like <laughs> <laughs> i didn't ask where he lived i didn't care I was, I was like oh it's probably for the best that i don't know where he lives <laughs> because uh, uh, who knows what would have happened
0: surprised he didn't find his way into my workplace or I, I didn't see him at uh chapters that uh, I worked with just up front mm-hmm. man. maybe maybe he didn't come in there and I just missed him
2: mm-hmm.
0: well um so his career started uh in the 60s where he worked
2: yeah for commercials mm-hmm.
0: and um he also uh he did a segment for mr rogers neighborhood
1: on tonsillatus
0: on a tonsillectomy yeah i mean
1: yeah perfect <laughs> i i people like to say that that was his sort of influence towards going in that direction after we're, after that episode but oh. I, I i don't know i i don't know i think that's more of a uh a myth or a legend or a rumor that sort of permeates, you know, in the mythos.
0: Yeah, so. that, that's a bit of a stretch going from uh, an operation uh, <laughs> an operation mm-hmm. to uh, the living dead. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, he, um, he there, there were other influences uh, that uh, brought about his directorial vision. Um mm-hmm. none of which I've seen. <laughs> One's called The Tales of Hoffman and the film that changed uh my life. I yeah, old British films. Don't know, sorry, can't really talk about them. Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah. In uh, nineteen sixty seven was it? When
2: night came mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, so, the first one we're going to talk about is the one that started all, and that's Nights of the Living Dead.
1: Yes.
3: Welcome to a night of total terror. <gasps> Night of the living dead, the dead who live on living flesh, the dead whose haunted souls hunt the living, the living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly creatures. <coughs> An experience in shock more shattering than your strangest nightmare. Night of the living dead. A night with the dead who cannot die. A night of total terror. of the living
0: dead. Okay, yeah, nineteen sixty eight. Um he and co-writers, uh John Russo and uh I think another one too, but I don't know the name. Um yeah, did a one to make a movie and um involved in uh cannibalistic uh undead yep and up till then we haven't really had that um form of uh form of dead or undead mm-hmm. and uh he was highly influenced by um the matheson's i am legend yes uh, yeah, you've read *I Am Legend*, right? Yeah, uh, I
1: mean, it was—it's—it's—I mean, it's kind of ambiguous as to whether or not they're—they're they're zombies or if they're vampires or zompires or whatever they are, but they are infected with a disease, and they—and they feed upon humans. So, right. Uh, It's—it's a—it's a great novel if you ever get a chance to read it.
0: Yeah, it's on on my uh, book list. Um, Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I was, I mean, I saw the film with Vincent Price and I saw the film with um, uh, Will. Mm -hmm. But um, neither of them really inspired me to, oh, I got to read the book. Um,
1: No. They were
0: okay films. The one with Vincent Price. Uh, it's
1: Vincent Price-esque. Yeah, it is. it's it's very much in his like it. it most of the movie, and I, I as I'm not saying this as a as a uh, slam on Vincent Price, but most of the movies geared around Vincent Price were very just kind of spooky, campy. Yeah, and I mean that's not bad because I I love I love The Fly, I love House of Wax. So I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to knock it, but yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's it, again, it's, it's a, it, you know, Vincent Price movie when you, when you start watching it. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um I mean, I, I haven't read the book, but even watching that movie, I, I felt like Price was miscast in that role. Um, yeah. Would have been interesting to see someone else in that. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's very much, um, at least that film was very much a last man standing type of uh, mm-hmm. movie. And you can definitely see the influence of that on Night of the Living Dead. Um, yeah. When was your first experience uh, watching this film?
1: Ooh, um, my first introduction to Night of, the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead was again in my cousin's basement. In the, I'd say, late '90s, early 2000s, yeah. and it was the old VHS, black and white. You know, you have to rewind it <laughs> to rewatch certain things. Right. Um, that whole, that whole experience where you, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's that quintessential, going to the. And it's still like I still remember the moment that the the first credits came on, and and, and just going, okay, this is like, what's this movie gonna be about? And then taking Real taking us on a dark journey, he did.
0: Real dark as black. It and white. is,
1: <laughs> but I love <laughs> this is the thing I love about black and white films. It's just mm-hmm. the nuance, the the use of light and shadow that I I you know. It, yeah. it makes people look crazy when they're not crazy.
0: Horror works particularly well in black.
1: Mm-hmm. It,
0: it, it's just this this kind of dark reverse world you're almost seeing this this, this negative uh, world um, that's just more unsettling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What was your first yeah, experience so- with it?
0: Uh, it was, it was. Oh, but I can't remember how old I was. Um, no, having a clue how old I was. Mm-hmm. Maybe my
2: tweens.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. But I definitely saw it on TV. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a program on uh TVO.
1: Oh yeah. snap! TVO, shout out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canadian <laughs> yeah.
1: programming shout out Channel yeah, Two.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and it was uh, definitely it was Saturday night at the movies. Yes. And uh, I can forget the name of the. Whole thing. Um, but um, yeah, it, it 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 was it was on that of 11 dead, and it was. I, I wasn't scared of it. I I think I was creeped out more than scared. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't scare me like uh say Salem's lot scared me, yeah, but it it creeped me out just this this slow, lumbering death, yeah of, of unstoppable um, uh creatures um and it's yeah, it definitely had effect on me it, to this day it's still one of my favorite horror films of all time,
1: mm-hmm. I'd have to agree. I, I mean, I I just, it, everything about that movie, just the the whole group of survivors pulled up in a home in the middle of nowhere. Um, this thing has taken over. Reanimated corp- corpses are rising from the grave. They have no idea why. There's no explanation as to why it's happened. Um, I, I like that like that particularly yeah it's the the and I I think that's the thing that I love most about zombie the zombie genre in general is that we don't know how it started we just know where we're at and where we may go from there
0: yeah I, I don't like ones that try to explain it because it's
1: not the point. No, it's 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 about rebuilding so- the whole point of uh, a zombie film is about the rebuilding of society from the shambles of an outbreak, basically. And yep. how how do humans interact? How, like how how do we are we good guys? Are we bad guys? Is there uh, a a gray area or no gray area at all? And I like that exploration.
0: Uh, me as well and um so yeah so we're introduced to uh two characters uh barbara and her brother Mm -hmm. they're they're visiting a uh a grave um at the cemetery and then the strange man who looks sick Mm -hmm. or or just you know not not with it he's maybe troubled or something and he up stumbling towards them, and the brother's a real jerk about it. Mm-hmm. They're coming to
1: get you, Barbara. Yeah, Stop it! Line. You're being ridiculous. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah, and, and the brother basically gets assaulted, and the sister leaves him.
1: <laughs> I actually Don't met care. him. I actually met the brother. He was oh, yeah? at Fan Expo, uh, Rus- Stry- Russell Stry- Steiner. Um, oh, right on. He actually produced the movie um oh really? yeah and he's still alive, okay. still kicking he's 81 okay he lives in uh he lives in the states um they're from pittsburgh like well oh nice. yeah he's from pittsburgh um he's he, i think
0: most of the crew were from there it was all local yeah
1: um but he was he he was such a nice guy like so funny we got he he made a joke that we had to pay him a nickel every time we said we're coming to get you barbara <laughs>
2: um
1: but my cousin loved, loved to do it because she worked with a woman named Barbara and she would just okay. go up behind her and go, they're coming to get you, Barbara. It's funny because he's, it's that weird British sort of joking, like, born accent that suddenly comes out when he says it. They're coming to get right. you, Barbara.
2: Barbara.
1: But he, he actually runs a, he or the point that I had talked to, we were talking to him about I'm going to say now eight or so years ago, he was running a film program for her directors out of Pittsburgh. And I thought that was really cool. So that's just a little side note to that. <laughs> nice.
0: Um, so Barbara runs and eventually finds herself at the house. Mm-hmm. And this is the house where a bunch of uh, survivors um, as this thing is getting more rampant and more and more of the dead are showing up, mm-hmm. and especially during and this this kind of ragtag group mm-hmm. um, who find themselves in the house and uh, we don't necessarily like each other and they especially don't most most of them don't trust the black man who's with them. Shocker. Yeah, shocker. Nineteen sixties. Really, don't trust the black man
1: in America. You don't in America. Hmm.
0: Um, and uh, and that was uh, played by. Uh,
1: Dwayne Jones. Dwayne, Dwayne Jones, mm-hmm. as
0: Ben. Uh, so Barbara, Ben, uh, a couple of teenagers, mm-hmm. a family of three, hus- uh, husband, wife, and daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's all of them. Yeah. Are, are holed up in this house. And it becomes a, uh, a night to survive as, as they try to think of ways to escape as they try to work together, mm-hmm. uh, the, the father being the most untrusting of them all to, to towards Ben.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and, uh, and, and they, you hear the good ideas, you hear the bad ideas. Uh, some of them want to hide, you know, hide out in the basements.
2: And it mm-hmm. says,
0: that's like hiding in the tomb. You have no way out, which hide is upstairs.
1: not it's something I would be like, yeah. Why would you go downstairs? Like, that's stupid yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) that that yeah that is i I, they don't know the uh, capacity of of these zombies Mm -hmm. they don't seem overly strong no uh you you see ben knocking them down and and, like pushing them away but they're just really resilient and hard to kill yeah um and they don't know to go for the brain at this point Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so, yeah, so they 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 fight out uh, the night, and slowly, through some of their bad planning or or just mishaps, start to lose people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this movie set the tropes for the zombie genre for the next, you know, forty years or so.
1: Oh, for sure, um, it did.
0: <laughs> it, it's uh, we 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 have reanimated corpses. Mm-hmm. We have. Hard to put down. Uh, even even on, this, on the survivor's side, we, we, we have a, a group of uh, desperate uh, survivors who might not get along with each other, mm-hmm. all from different backgrounds, different uh, social uh, levels, uh, different uh, creed or, or religious beliefs, and have to work together. And we've seen this trope played out dozens and dozens of times. And not only in the zombie field, but we've seen them the same thing happen in Maximum Overdrive against killer cars. We've seen them in uh, Stephen King's uh, the um, sorry The Mist, where it's it's creature from another dimension, and they're holed up in a supermarket. Mm-hmm. It's timeless. It is. Um, and yeah, so. Um, uh, there was a lot of there was, there was some pushback against the film, saying it was too violent, too gory.
1: Sigh. Uh, <laughs> I, I roll know,
0: but in, in the nineties, I mean, they got actual, like, like pig intestines in that too. <laughs> yeah. To, to simulate guts as as the zombies chowed down, that was for America. That was pretty extreme
1: for it. at it's the true. time. In the sixties, yes, it was very extreme. And I mean, it was it was also controversial because they had cast Dwayne Jones, a black actor, as a lead hero in an American film. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, and um. I, I think Romero was ahead of his time when it came to the casting um, actors. He was more so. He was he was like I'm going to cast the people with the best ability to portray the character not based on skin color why why would that matter you know
0: yeah yep um so yeah it it kind of retroactively became a social issue Mm -hmm. and uh, he didn't mean mean for it to happen but that's just the way it happened with the time
1: yeah but i think that he's he sort of has still stood by his by Dwayne Jones, and said I chose the best actor. It had nothing to do with becoming a, a a comment a social a comment on social on the social stuff happening at the time. It was just yeah. a good actor, good role. Let him act, <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and probably one of the most memorable endings. To
1: I know in. it still makes me sad too. That ending
0: yeah uh, and even even with the and then with the the commentary overlapping mm-hmm. the the scenes and the burning of the zombies and you know the burning of our hero who just kind of unceremoniously thrown on there and mm-hmm. it's um yeah it's really- really powerful film even even to this day it is uh, it made uh all its money back it did easily <laughs> <laughs> it it only made for a bit over a hundred thousand dollars and it grossed. Twelve mil in the states and then eighteen mil overseas. Yeah, so did quite well. Mm-hmm. Did quite well. It was a and then it was a few, uh, few years. Anything else you want to talk about the the film?
1: Um, I mean, you've covered most of the bases here in this movie. I mean, you've covered what I would talk about for sure, just in terms of the theatrical release, the the influence, um, how much it grossed. Um, Also about Dwayne Jones and how pivotal his casting was at the time uh, Mm. when not a lot of, there was not a lot of, and there wasn't a lot of representation on screen.
0: No, no, certainly not. uh, Not back then and arguably not now as well, but really not back then. Um, The film was only 90 minutes Mm -hmm. or just a bit over 90 minutes. Um, it has been deemed um, by the library of Congress for the preservation in the national film registry
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, as a culturally and aesthetically significant by them. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Which is high esteem I'd have to say for a zombie film. um, So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, I think Dawn of the dead made it onto there as well. Yep. Um, so the original not
1: the remake i believe just the original
0: yeah, yeah the original um and
2: uh
1: how was it? it's been remade twice tom savini remade it and then i believe rob zombie did a remake as well in uh, zombie uh i i don't know if it was zombie but i remember uh they remade it a second time um the um, first one tom savini did in the 90s but it's yeah. um it was in color, as opposed to uh, was it in color? I want to say it was in color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it lost. Yeah, it, it lost its power being in color. I think. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the impact was lessened, but as a remake, it's actually probably still. It's it's probably one of my favorite remakes. Like it's in my group in the favorite remakes. Mm-hmm. I still like it. I, I still like the different take. I like that um, Barbara character had more um, had more to do
1: um, mm-hmm. rather than being catatonic most of the film.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, that was directed by Tom uh, Savini. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the. Uh, the the color remake then so yeah it was directed by tom savini
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um and uh who did the makeup effects for the second film dawn of the dead Mm -hmm. which we'll get to in a second um but it it still pretty much follows the same um plot as the original Mm -hmm. Uh, and but but this time uh yeah barbara is more of a co uh co-star Mhm. Like, secondary character. Even though she's first to appear in the original movie, she then really becomes like this kind of secondary character to everyone else mm-hmm.
2: Because
0: she as you say, she is catatonic for uh most of it. Mhm. Um and this time cast as Ben is Tony Todd.
1: Yes. Oh god, Tony Todd. I love him so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a uh, he's a favorite.
1: He is a horror fan favorite. Just his voice, I love his voice. It's mm-hmm. just, oh, it's so mesmerizing. So that's a, that, that that's as far as all he's, he's my Candyman. He's my he's my Undertaker. More guy from the Final Destination films, but he just mm-hmm. it's his voice. He, and he, he's just so good. He's amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: Um but uh yeah it's it pretty much followed uh, Romero was a producer or executive producer of mm-hmm. uh of the film. and um so he 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 is uh fully endorsing it uh the one thing Romero did, which was a very big mistake mm-hmm. but might have been a big 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 mistake for him in terms of revenue, but as far as horror uh films go it was it was a boon in that he didn't copyright it
1: it's public domain yeah
0: yeah night 11 dead is a public domain film so anything he created in that film can be used by other people and they can make their own unsolicited sequels and he doesn't get a dime and that's very sad
1: uh, well i mean i i think he learned from that mistake and i mean all the, the rest of his films have had have been copyrighted within that the the living dead verse as we, as I, I like to call it the living dead verse but yeah he's he definitely learned from that
0: yeah um so yeah so um this the the remake is is kind of beat for beat um but you you have more of uh, Ben and Barbara working together. They're the ones who clear clear out the house first, and Tom Savini showcases his you know his makeup effects. So this is a much more goryer version than the original night.
1: It's a Savini esque uh, gory fest. Yeah. <laughs> the, the
0: the zombies are more threatening. Um, and it, it's just kind of a, a even more heightened danger, rather than kind of this slow creeping doom. You have like an assault <laughs> on on the
2: house, <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: but uh, it ends a little bit different. It's not; a, it's, it's more uplifting as, as far as you can come with a zombie film, I guess you can say. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, uplifting as a as far hmm. as uplifting goes for zombies, yes.
0: As far as survivors go, you the the two you want to survive actually survive.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? It wasn't it was Rob Zombie. The only reason why I thought it was it was Rob Zombie was because um, Sid Hag was in it, but it was a 3D remake of of uh, Night of the Living Dead in uh, 2000 oh. in the 2000s. Oh, okay. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, well, 2006, and they 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 kept it in black and white, but it was 3D. So. <laughs>
2: huh. Okay, not sure how that would work. Well,
1: I, I haven't really. I've seen parts of it, but again, I just mm, it's 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 whatever. <laughs>
0: um, if uh, Night of Living Dead was a uh, look at social reform, mm-hmm. uh, then Dawn of the Dead,
2: would,
0: would look at um, consumerism.
1: It was. It was a hard look at consumerism. Uh,
0: I'm gonna pause here for a second, and I'm going to play the trailer. In
3: 1968, George Romero brought us *Night of the Living Dead*. It became the classic horror film of its time. Not that room, not that room! Ramiro brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Dawn of the Dead. Meet me on the roof at 9 o'clock. Get yeah. out. Fast. I don't believe We're it. Gonna what? We're to get out in the chopper. We've got to survive. Somebody's got to survive. They kill for one reason. They kill for food. They eat their victims. Imagine, if you will, that something has gone terribly wrong. <laughs> Sleep that now. Accept the fact that there's no escaping the horrible consequences. George Romero brings back the dead. Night of the living dead has ended. Dawn of the dead is here. We must not be lulled by the concept that these are our family members or our friends. They are not. They will not respond to such emotions. Operated dead? Postal band. They may never get out of the It's everywhere. What the hell is it? Looks like a shopping center. One of those big indoor malls. What are they doing? Why do they come here? Some kind of instinct, memory, what they used to do. This was an important place in their life. a war. I'm afraid. We have spawned our own savagery. Soon it will consume us all. It is a horrible, hauntingly accurate vision of the mindless excesses of a society gone mad. on sight when there is no more room in hell the dead will walk the earth we are down to the line folks we are
0: down to the line dawn of the dead so that was a trailer for dawn of the dead <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh yeah, the, so memories of uh, Dawn of the Dead for you?
1: Um, Dawn of the Dead, the original. Um, yes. Again, saw it in my cousin's basement. Uh, <laughs> as as I want to do. And, uh, I hope
0: this basement is now covered in like movie mem- horror movie memorabilia. I
1: it, that's a whole other <laughs> side story that I I'll probably talk to you about um, off. <laughs> off the air air because it's it's my my aunt's house so uh like it's 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 uh yeah it's it's not the same (laughs) that's all i'll say but um again uh in color um this time in color the zombies are an amalgam of colors too they're not all just like white gray there's a little bit of like a bluish hue on some of them too which i thought was very interesting i love the poster for the movie because it gives it gives me hills have eyes vibes
0: i guess so yeah it kind of looks like that dude
1: you know and and every time i see the poster i'm like oh no that's not the hills have eyes poster that's not it But and I also like the caption: "When there's nowhere more room in hell for the dead, or nowhere room in hell, the dead will walk the earth."
0: Great tagline.
1: It is a great tagline. But it was shot in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, in the Mm -hmm. in the mall. Um, And
0: uh, was that was that an abandoned mall or was that no? It was an an active
1: mall because uh, that was the first movie that Greg Nicotero. Worked on uh, as a special effects, yeah, guy. He and he worked under Savini, <laughs> and apparently, uh, Savini used to prank him real hard on set.
0: <laughs> right on
1: um, to to the to ad nauseum, but also just yeah, it, it they talk about it more in the uh, the Fear Factory about the KG KMB effects group about okay. that experience for Nicotero and Savini and the school that they run and and right. Tom Savini's special effects school, which is really cool. And I wish I could go and just do that for <laughs> forever. But um, yeah, I, I, I for me, first things is just, it, it was in color. So again, we've just left the black and white of the sixties and we're now in the seventies, eighties. Early late 70s early 80s now and it's a whole different vibe
0: you have this really kind of dirty film grade yeah sort. yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah so it was a, definitely a different kind of atmosphere tonight um, it's yeah it, it really felt like especially when they were in those uh, low income buildings at the beginning Um Mm-hmm. So this movie revolves around um, another group of survivors but it starts off in a urban environment
2: mm-hmm. and uh,
0: for a raid so the, the zombie threat is now starting to really take effect here where we're kind of in the, the middle of uh, the so- of society breaking down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still jobs, there's still hospitals running that are being overwhelmed there's still police trying to keep control uh-huh. and they're trying to uh, they're currently trying to uh, get into housing that is have like uh, was it uh spanish or or mexican uh residents
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they don't want to give up their dead because it's it's against their, their religion they what they want to give these people their own yeah. proper burial. Yeah. They're, but they're just they buying know, it. yeah. Yeah. They don't know that they're coming back to life. So these cops are trying to get the bodies out mm-hmm. in order to save people. But now they're having a shootout. Uh, and things really go uh egg shaped really quickly. <laughs>
2: yep.
0: And yeah. And uh we're introdu- introduced to two uh SWAT uh cops. Yep. Who uh, will carry us through? Uh, carry us through the movie. Um, that is, what were their names? Uh, so Roger and Stephen. Yeah. Might be.
1: It was Roger and Stephen. Yeah. Roger. Yeah. Trooper DeMarco.
0: Yeah, they had like nicknames. Yeah. Stephen <laughs> Andrews, who went boy. I, I don't remember them being named those. Yeah, I didn't no. My character
1: thing. Uh, um, was it P- was it Peter? I think oh, no, it's Stephen. It is Stephen. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. Peter was another officer, though. That no,
0: Peter was. Um, he was a friend of one of the cops.
1: Oh, was he? He was a news guy. Uh, yeah. And okay. His see.
0: Girlfriend, who is his? I think producer. Mm. Um. So that's how they. They hook up because they have a news helicopter.
2: Yes, they're trying to get away.
0: Yeah, to get Everything. out of the city. Yeah, so they they kind of oh, all after the the building raid goes horribly wrong, and there there are only two guys left. They decide, you know what, let's let's just get out of here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Society, everything's breaking down. We're again. Attacked by people and zombies that just get out of here, yeah, so they hook up with his friend and his girl pregnant girlfriend and uh, fly a helicopter out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to land uh, to get gas at one point, and they they get attacked, they continue on, and they find the mall, yep, and uh, that 's where the movie really begins. <laughs> they have to go in there, have to fortify the mall i mean and it's it's kind of like the premise of nights but on a bigger scale
1: yeah they they kind of they have a run of this entire mall and they can do whatever they want and like i think they're living every like kid slash teenager's dream of living in a mall and being able to do whatever they want and run around and be like as fun and as crazy as they want to (laughs) be so
2: yeah
0: yeah they have ample food they have ample supplies it's it's the perfect place uh,
1: mm-hmm. it's just
0: to fortify it. it's harder to defend because you have
1: so many exits <laughs>
0: and glass a lot of it yep but then uh they're there for whereas night of living dead is a night they're there for a number of weeks if not longer mm-hmm. because by the by the time the finale comes the um the girlfriend is look is about ready to pop.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that, yeah, she's starting to show, and and then yeah, slowly progresses to being okay. Uh, this this baby's coming, so yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, at one point during their fortification, I believe uh, one of the officers gets uh, bit, and. Uh, he starts to get weaker and sick. And mm-hmm. then we have Tom Savini and his biker gang.
1: Oh, Tom Savini. What a so, surprise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so at, at this point, um, oh, and I, I, I love the uh, when they kind of have the zombies uh, kind of walking through the mall. This, this must have been more the term mall zombies came from Yeah. <laughs>
1: probably
2: when,
0: when, in, in real life when you see people just kind of walking around the mall looking at windows and not buying stuff we got that scene of, of, of these
1: zombies I think them. my also favorite scene in that movie too is the elevator scene where the zombies are coming off of the elevator oh yeah <laughs> just coming into the department store off of the elevator like how did you yep. get on and ride all the way up without hitting any buttons? Like how did this happen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah, there's there's some intentional humor yeah. uh in this with, with with the zombies. Uh the first one we never really got that. But in this one, Romero put some intentional humor in, uh Yeah. These, <laughs> these 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 small zombies um but uh anyways the the this roving biker gang um like straight out of like a mad max movie mm-hmm. uh he's the helicopter on the roof and decide hey there's people there let's go fuck them up and take their stuff and i don't know what they were thinking with the i'm sure none of them were pilots but um no, they, but
1: that's not that. That that's a total expression of society after it breaks down, right? There's just going to be a faction of people that are like, "I just want to watch the world burn and fuck people up, and I don't get in trouble for it," you know. Yeah. So,
0: so they heedlessly break into the mall,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, up in all the barricades, and then in and hordes of at this point, there's hundreds of them out in the parking lot. Yep. Yeah. And um yeah, they go in and try to grab stuff. Half the bikers die. Um, and the survivors are, are trying to get out. Yep. And uh unfortunately both of the police officers uh die.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One has to be put down when he changes and the other one gets uh bit as well. And uh yep. only the, the two uh the two news uh people uh Steven and his uh and his girlfriend Frank get out scene. of
1: there. Fran, yeah. And yeah,
0: she gets uh the he taught her um the rudimentaries of flying the chopper. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um it yeah, ready going and uh, they escape. So fifty um, percent escape.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't know if it like but then Steven does get bit though. It was Peter oh, and Fran. It? it was Peter and Fran in the end. Because Peter goes into oh. that room, like the, the change room or whatever. And he's thinking about right. killing himself. Francine's made her way to the roof. She's ready to escape. And Peter's like, I'm not going to make it. I think I should just kill myself. And then he has a change of heart and fights his way up to the roof in the end. Um, okay. I see. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Stephen. It was Peter. Right. Yeah. Um, so,
0: yeah, that was... Uh... I was Dawn Don and it was Romero intentionally looking at consumerism and how we're kind of just (sighs) Mm. zombie (laughs) mind. We must consume, consume products. Commercials tell us to do so. We we must consume more products and um, kind of an overt uh, look at uh, consumerism.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely.
0: Looking at through that lens is like, kind of funny and you know what it hasn't really changed
1: I mean uh, that's uh, again yeah, that's what I love about his movies is that there's always a tone or a meaning behind uh, his choices in terms of where the characters go and what they say and just look, overlook it's it's looking through the lens uh, looking at society in a different way and just right. the breakdown and rebuilding of society and it's done so well. I mean, yeah, he's just calling us all a bunch of mindless consumer zombies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's not far wrong. He's not far wrong.
1: What do you mean?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right. And his third film,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which he was hesitant to make at first because he didn't want to be known as the zombie guy. but
1: Come on. Own it, embrace it, love it.
0: He really did. I mean, he made two films before um, Dawn.
1: Yeah, he did. Um,
0: so he had like a three-picture deal with it with the studio, and um, so he made two other films before he made uh, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went on to do a. He did a, a few other uh, films. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Shines, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. but anyways uh, Day of the Dead
1: yep
3: first he created the most frightening film ever made then he took his unique vision of terror one step further now George A. Romero takes us out of the night beyond the dawn and into the darkest day of horror the world has ever known day of the dead
2: there have to be survivors in washington oh
1: my they ass. have
2: more sophisticated shelters than this one well, sh- there have to be people in those shelters who know about us who know where we are with no
3: radio contact they'll come looking for us i said shut up they can be tricked into being good little girls and boys Anyway, we were tricked into it. Promise of some reward to come. What the fuck is wrong with you people? They're dead! They're fucking dead. And you want to teach them tricks. They have to be rewarded, Captain. Why else will they do what we want them to do? I don't want them to do anything with trouble! <laughs> Dead, the most eagerly awaited day in horror film history.
0: And I think um, all three of his films are still relevant today if you look at, at the lenses he's putting them through. We
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, 11 Dead, which is uh, definitely uh, a suspicion of each other and not trusting each other consumerism mm-hmm. in dawn and with day it is the lack of communication and lack of trust between here it's the military and science yes but it could easily be government and science
2: mm-hmm.
0: military I think represents the government or they they kind of see themselves as the new government because it might make right mm-hmm and uh so you have the the military who just wants to kill everything, and you have the science team here. So the, the world is gone to shit now.
1: It's it's we're, total t- we're totally in zombie world, yeah. Zombieland.
0: Zombieland. Uh that's the fourth film.
1: <laughs>
0: um <laughs> what? Yes, um <laughs> land of the dead. um yeah, so it the, the, everything has fallen. Society has fallen. And you have this group of survivors, which are all professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we have the military, the remnants of the military
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and the remnants of a, a science team. And uh, as the science team tries to understand what makes the zombies tick and if there's anything left of the living in these creatures, yeah the Military who just wants
2: to eradicate, on,
0: yeah, to eradicate the, the threat and aren't listening. Neither of them are listening to each other, uh, and they both need to work together to survive. And it's a it's a breakdown in communication,
2: mm-hmm. and it, it's
0: uh, again the military thinking their way is better, and the science team.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's team might and team science in this movie.
0: Yeah. I mean I mean you obviously side more with the, with the science. They they seem more level-headed.
1: Well, they do seem a little bit level-headed except for Frankenstein because he's kind of like a little bit weird, but um yeah, he's it, it you want to side with science cuz you just you want to have that hope that people can be saved. And that this is yeah. not an all-consuming threat, and that it's just going right. to take everyone, and it, and there's no coming back from it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the sciences probably aren't doing exactly the best thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have, the, the, like you say, the the Frankenstein doctor, Doctor uh, Logan. He's yeah, he's trying to. Teach the zombies. He's trying to make them docile and, and train them,
2: mm-hmm. and,
0: and having some success with one, with kind of teaching rudimentary um, actions and skills. And yeah, trying to memories. But I mean, I'm not sure what exactly he's going for. <laughs>
1: uh, well, you know. do do scientists ever really know what they're going for? They're just they're they're looking into it they're researching they're they're experimenting they're trying to figure it out but yeah you don't really know what the they don't really know what they're getting at until the discovery is made right right? so i get that kind of that 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 kind of look into science like well where are you going with this well i really don't know yet but i'm gonna figure it out when i get there
0: yeah yeah exactly um my problem is it's getting harder and harder to to hold out against them as ammo gets lower and lower and the soldiers are like on their breaking points mm-hmm. exactly the most stable of soldiers <laughs> and, uh, discipline has pretty much broken down mm-hmm. uh, they're constantly always threatening this they're like working in a very loose framework at this point it's like okay it's, it's their job to protect the scientists, but in their minds,
1: the scientists aren't really helping them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, that, that lack of trust between one and the other. Yeah.
0: Um, and it, it, again, it, it, it breaks down as as some of the scientists you know, agree to get out of Dodge, uh, before they're killed by either the zombies or the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah that kind of the side story is the the uh the training of the, the one zon- zombie nicknamed bub
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they, they teach him how to shoot
2: yeah
0: <laughs> um, and that plays a, a little bit more into the, the fourth film uh um, what i hear um, that these these, these zombies do have red, uh, rudimentary memories left mm-hmm. um, and uh
1: can they be brought back or probably, uh, probably i don't know i i'm I, I would love to say that i'm hopeful that you can return someone to their normal their their former state but could you imagine the uh the ptsd they might have if older memories resurface from that time that they were zombies Whew.
0: yeah yeah not good
1: not a good not no. a good i don't know i i think uh, like i mean with land I mean I can just briefly talk about land. It's just the the humans have accepted their fate that zombies are a a part of the fabric of society uh-huh. and then this group of like uh zombies led by this former gas station attendant who has seems to remember like you know I have a I have some recognition and understanding of what's going on here, and they are exploiting the zombies now and they are killing us and that is not good and they sort of he sort of brings this ragtag group of people with him and yeah. teaches and he sort of teaches he's it's he he sort of teaches them and and shows them, oh, you can do this this is how you fight back <laughs> against society guys <laughs> but yeah. but yeah that's that's where land went um with it. And I I know that you haven't seen it, but it's a good movie to watch of of the of the continuation of that series. But we'll get back to today. Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah. Day day ends like pretty much how, how all of them end in a, in a frantic uh, bid to escape. Mm-hmm. Again, the three kind of heroes. Um, We're
1: gonna put that in air quotes, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the scientists basically are just, you know, trying to get out to to live. I mean Sarah Bowman is probably she's kind of dedicated to finding out the cause mm-hmm. of the zombies. Uh whereas Frankenstein is like, oh, I want to train these guys. Yeah. To see if they're dying and all that. Yeah. Um Sarah has dreams about kind of an impending doom. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, so they eventually, the, her and her companion scientists that she's uh, close with, they uh, eventually escape.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're up to a deserted island, which is probably a good idea.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we don't know if zombies can swim, right? Can they? Yeah. Can they?
0: Bob. <laughs> Big Bob, possibly. Maybe walk underwater. one. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: uh, so, yeah, so not much more to say on day. I think I saw a day before I saw dawn.
1: Um, I think that that's a lot of people's experiences actually is that they see them out of order and they think one is before the other until the, you yeah. know you really look at it and did, like look at the uh the date <laughs> the year it came yeah. out but yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, um uh so yeah, I don't I don't I I know I saw them later in life. Like it was a big gap between mm-hmm. *Night* like, these other
2: ones. Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't have that that first initial viewing of Nights. I remember better than my other two, but uh, I, I think they're I either saw them on like a mat, matinee afternoon showing and on, on TV mm-hmm. probably.
1: Well, um, thank, thank God for for matinee showings on on daytime television, or we wouldn't be able to watch nearly as many movies as we want to <laughs> especially ones that might spook us at night so
0: yeah um so the only i think the only um living dead film i ever saw in theaters was the remake for Dawn of the Dead yeah by Zack mm-hmm. Zack uh, Snyder
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, starring Canadian actress Sarah Polly, mm-hmm. I loved that remake. I thought it was fantastic.
1: It is. It's a uh, great movie. Also, Ving Rhames is in it. Everybody, Ving yep. Rhames.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's great in it. Yeah, um, it's it takes the premise of of Dawn, although it focuses on different characters. I don't think any of the characters are repeated.
1: No, none of the characters are repeated. I mean. Sarah Pauley's character is a a nurse in this one and yeah. or is she a nurse or a, uh a uh resident like a hospital resident she's
0: in the medical field she, yeah
1: she's in the medical field we'll say that but her her husband or boyfriend is uh is a doctor and i i i remember that much cuz they started out they started out the movie in the hospital and you know just them working together and living together and then boom oh, yeah. zombies
0: yeah the next morning her freaking daughter attacks her mm-hmm. <laughs> A very creepy sequence wow that
1: Jesus, um perfect. do you remember uh 40 year old virgin where they have it playing on the tvs in in the uh the sounds the sound system room
0: now you're going to you're <laughs> going to be shocked but I've never seen 40 year old. That's
1: okay. It's just they they play that scene where the daughter attacks. <laughs> okay. And and uh <laughs> one of the characters in the movie is like, "Whoa, oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> so uh yeah, it's so again it, it it's it's them holding up in a mall. Uh the main difference from this one though is these zombies are fast.
1: Yeah, they are. They're fast. Uh-huh. They they are vicious. Like you can't yeah. just push them away.
0: No, yeah, they're and they're <laughs> they use ingenuity as well. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, one one with no legs. So oh, he's gonna spider climb on the pipes on the on the garage. <laughs> it's like my mm-hmm. gosh. So these things are insatiable uh, for eating. They really want to eat you. Um, oh yeah and uh and i actually i kind of like the idea of freshly killed zombies still having speed you know mm-hmm. it's like the rigor mortis hasn't set in yet uh so they 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 can be faster mm-hmm. so this was probably this was probably the first time we saw fast zombies
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it, it was kind of it was kind of refreshing. Uh, I mean, I, I love the slow lumbering zombies. I love this slow impending doom and all mm-hmm. that. But th- for this film, this added a nice uh, a nice wrinkle to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, made it even like even scarier and, and, and crazy.
1: Uh, I'll I'll uh, say is again elevator scene in this movie where they the the the, the mall music where it's uh, yeah. down with the sickness. <laughs> yeah playing oh that's right <laughs> oh
0: that was the music version that was great ever
1: would ever would kick me in the ass if I didn't talk about that that particular selection in the movie, but uh i, I know a few of my uh metal friends being particularly overjoyed hearing that version of the song playing over the over the elevator speakers, but yeah yeah. um. Yeah, it's again fast zombies. It's a lot more memorable, I think, in terms of just uh kill and death scenes in that movie.
0: Yeah, Dawn didn't really have any scares for me. No, uh, night Night of living dead, I felt creeped out. Day of the dead, I felt grossed out Mm -hmm. because that was Sabini at like the top of his game. Yeah, the and the the death and the kills and the blood and it it was brutal yeah
1: sorry I have to make um, a correction corner here for oh. for uh, Nicotero it was actually day of the dead that he worked on not Dawn of the dead that was the first oh, okay. time he walked onto a set and, and, okay. and worked with Savini so yeah correction corner there okay.
0: <laughs> no problem, no problem. Um, so uh yeah it's it you know it, it follows the same thing uh, mm-hmm. with, with and people not getting along and there's some sick people there and then um it, it, it's very dramatic it's very well acted it's yeah my, one of my I, favorites
1: you know what i'm just uh, like for me it's the actors in this one too just uh, pre like pre-modern family type rel um McCut pfeiffer was in it um again ving rames uh, Jake Weber, yeah. who played the husband and medium, and also one of the FBI guys in the cell. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Michael Kelly's in it as well. Love him. Um, Kevin Zegers, who's also a uh, Canadian actor. Um, okay. I I don't know if you've seen anything with him in it, like um, Kevin Zegers. Kevin Zagers, yeah. I think he's most known for uh, the Immortal Instruments. Most recently, that he was in the that movie.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah I've seen his face, but I don't think I've seen anything. That
1: he's been in. Um, he, yeah, he was also in a movie that was like Cory Monteith's last film before he passed away. Oh. So, um, I I forget what the name of that movie is, but it's he plays a uh amputee firefighter. He loses his arm and he has to learn how to. To live with the fact that he's never going to be a firefighter again. It's, about, it's, a, it's a really good look into uh, mental health, that film, oh, okay. and, and tragedy. Um, Lindy Booth in it, also Canadian actress.
0: Um, yeah, this was filmed in Canada, mm-hmm. and the mall was in Thornhill, mm-hmm. Thornhill, Ontario. So um, cool. Lots
1: of Canadian <laughs> actors and a lot of, uh, you know, just great you know great canadian actors that we we know and love and and, and have grown up with and or like the film and mm-hmm. can yeah budget. yeah
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so uh the film has a great climax it um, does as they as they soup up this uh this uh bus was it a bus
1: i think it was a mm-hmm. bus
0: uh, they, and they totally mad max style it uh and and uh, we see probably the most zombies we've ever seen on screen yeah. before mm-hmm. uh, just an amazing amount uh, scary amount and uh this much like the first film ends on kind of a downer if you stay for the the credits yeah
1: they you don't all make it the they don't make it
0: yeah it's well they make it initially and then they make it to the boat uh a la maximum overdrive and um, they uh soon find that it's 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 too dangerous to park to any port without being overrun
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, through video cam as as they're rec- recording their their plight mm-hmm. you you find um, yeah things go awry, and uh even the poor dog doesn't make it we think
1: yeah i know <laughs> well uh, uh. Let's just say the dog makes it.
0: You were going to say the dog makes
1: it? <laughs> Let's just say that. I, I, and It's horrible to say human lives, uh, like animal lives over human lives. But okay. it's it's true what they say. Like anytime that someone's getting killed on screen, we're less like, we're less like shaken by it. But as soon as an animal comes into play, we're like, I mean, how dare you?
2: I <laughs> know, I know. I know.
1: How dare I mean, you kill that it. dog?
0: <laughs> That's the um, All right, so that is Romero's, uh, and Roman Romero did not have anything to do with this remake.
1: By the way, no, he uh, did not, not in the least. No,
0: un- unfortunately, uh, I don't even know if he got a blessing. Um, oh, you! Oh my so. gosh,
1: we're over and we're over uh, an hour
0: now. Uh, okay, we'll go a bit long.
1: Okay, um, <laughs> I guess I-
0: uh, James Gunn did the screenplay. He did. Wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and Tyler Bates did the music. Uh, if if you know who Tyler Bates is.
0: <laughs> uh, what else has Tyler Bates done?
1: Um, he's worked with Rob Zombie. He's a uh, pretty well-known um just uh, like he does scores for games, he produces music. He did uh, the music for John Wick as well.
0: Oh, he worked with Snyder before. Uh, yeah. After 300 sucker punch mm-hmm. and John wick. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Now I know. <laughs> Um, so solid. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see land of the dead and I didn't see the, the diary of the dead or survival of the dead. And at his passing, he was already, he was working on another dead film as well.
1: Yeah. Romero.
0: Uh, after an interview with, I forgot who, but like three days after the interview and he was talking about this new film, um,
1: he uh, passed away, yeah uh he expired on us
0: rest in peace George
1: yes so...
2: all right, all right. Uh, I forget, what was it? may
1: you rise in peace. like I forget what they said may <laughs> you resurrect in peace when he died i was like <laughs> uh, i I like that that was good. may you resurrect in peace or reanimate in peace. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh and it's funny like like even at the very beginning he like there was quite a gap between night and dawn and he didn't want to be known as the zombie guy but yeah he came back again. he even wrote a few comic books a comic series yeah um, he did a 15 part one uh which i think is going to be adapted into a series mm-hmm. uh, and then uh he did another one i think with marble uh was not Marvel Zombies, no. But it, it was uh, just kind of a standalone uh, continuation. Yeah. So, um, yep, yeah, he was the, the master of the dead.
1: He was, and he he influenced so many films to come, films, comic books. Um, you know, he even inspired a Romeo and Juliet esque uh, zombie film, and uh, and also some works of fiction being remade to be zombie-esque as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of people will cite him as an influence. Oh, for sure. Um, All right. You wanted to talk a bit about uh, a film called...
1: Uh, It's called Brain Dead. It's also known as Dead Alive here in North America. Um, It was uh, 1992... Uh, directed by Peter Jackson, uh, produced by Jim Booth. It was written by Peter Jackson, along with Fran Walsh and Stephen Sinclair. And it is a... It's more of a zombie comedy. Like, it's scary, but it's funny. Okay. Um, It takes place in New Zealand... And basically, this explorer um, and his team uh, smuggle a rat-monkey hybrid creature, um, okay. and it's it's. It, and I hate to say what it, it it that resulted from the rape of tree monkeys by plague-carrying rats out of Skull Island. So a little nod to King Kong. Really there.
0: <laughs> well, Peter Jackson is a huge King Kong
1: fan. I think he is uh but yeah uh during the ex- escape um uh from the warrior natives of the island that they are exploring and have stolen this hybrid creature from he's the explorer his name is stewart is bitten by the rat monkey and the uh he gets dismembered um oh yeah he 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 gets dismembered and kills his crew <laughs> the,
0: i've never seen this oh my god! i've heard it's like over the top
1: oh it's over the gore. top it's ridiculous over the top gore um uh and then the rat and monkey is shipped to the wellington zoo in new zealand so mm-hmm. in wellington the main character is lionel Cosgrove. he lives he's kind of uh a, he's a rich kid he lives in an old victorian mansion with his overbearing mother sort of uh uh he's also haunted by the death of his father who tried to rescue him from who died rescuing him from drowning when he was younger. Um to mama's uh dismay Lionel falls in love with a local um and they say this uh it's Spanish Romani but basically again they, they're basically making a nod at gypsies at this one. But he falls in love with a girl that's not fitting for his station. And um, uh, the daughter thinks that they're destined to be together, obviously. Um, While they're out at the zoo on a date, Mama follows them. Mama Vera follows them to the zoo, and she gets Uh bitten by the rat monkey.
2: (laughs) And
1: Yay. although she she although she looks like she was unaffected by anything at first, we know that's not the case. She slowly but surely turns into a creature with a lust for human flesh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, she's she starts you know, she starts by eating her own ear, which is pretty gross. It falls off. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, and then she eats a dog, which I mean, how dare you?
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> again. <laughs>
1: um, she kills the nurse, like she dies, and then she reanimates, like again, and kills the nurse.
0: So she, uh, she's is she so she's making more. Yeah, is she?
1: Yeah, she's okay. making more. Um. Uh, she and then Lionel locks both of these creatures in the basement because they're, they're, you know, it's a big Victorian mansion, and this is how he's going to control the issue. He know, he's like, okay. uh, how do how do I how do I handle this? Okay, I'm going to sedate them both and lock them into my basement. And the uh, and then he holds like a fake um, funeral, <laughs> and he sedates his mom in the coffin and uh just to keep her from attacking people, and then uh when she's buried uh she bursts from her grave and attacks grave robbers Jeez. so uh it it grows um a lot of the people in Wellington in the nearby area are slowly turned into zombies, and uh basically uh Lionel's uncle shows up uncle Les um he want you know he's a family member he wants a cut of the estate um and he figures out about the zombies in the basement because this is what Lionel's been doing he's been getting these guys locking sedating them and locking him in his basement because this is the only way you can solve this problem and then uncle finds out about it and uh and uh he blackmails him into giving up the house and then um, decides to throw this huge party and uh, during this whole period of time like him and his girlfriend, Lionel and his girlfriend Paquita have fought and she wants to come back and make amends and she discovers the zombies in the basement. Um, and then Lionel has to explain to her what uh, what's happened? And she goes, "Well, the only way we can solve this problem is if we just give zombies poison. Give these zombies the poison, <laughs> <laughs> and to kill them." Uh, but, he, does that work? Uh, well, uh, sadly, it is discovered that the what he thought was poison was animal stimulants. So he <laughs> <laughs> oh. makes supercharged zombies. That attack oh, people man. at the party, and as they're attacking people at the party, party guests that have been attacked are beginning to reanimate as well.
0: So I heard the reputation as like this is one of the most glorious. It is
1: movies. Ever. It it
0: yeah. What did you think when you first saw it? Um, uh,
1: it's it made an impression on me. <laughs> Um, and I mean, the the part about that was the part where, like, when you figure out that he's giving animal animal stimulants instead of poison, you're like, "Oh no!
2: <laughs> oh,
1: how could you make such mistakes, sir?" <laughs> uh,
0: Why do you have animal stimulants? <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, I think the, the yeah the mom eating her ear, like the the fact that these corpses are losing body parts and stuff like that. Is, yeah. uh, is uh something that i mean yeah it's it was introduced in romero films because you can't have a reanimated corpse not um have states of decay right and limbs right. missing but yeah that was that part was gross i was like uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you know it, it's it's gory it's memorable it's a good romp and good time you laugh at it um I don't think it did. It, it it had a budget of three million, but it only made two hundred and like forty two thousand in the U.S. Yeah, that's a bomb. It was a that's huge a bomb. bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was uh, film filled... It
0: sounds like cult. Written
1: oh my it. god! Yes, exactly, and that's what happened. Um, there was also a lawsuit on the film um, because it. Uh, it was alleged that the film infringed the privacy of the plaintiffs in, uh, in Bradley v. Wingnut Films um, by containing pictures of the plaintiff's family tombstone. So they got sued for uh, oh. for that.
0: I guess yeah. I guess
2: oh, I guess that is. They didn't get a. Like...
1: They didn't uh, get permission to film the graveyard. I'm guessing um... and. They, uh, they, the the family sued. As a result, I guess they had
0: some, some legible stones or something. Yeah. So I wonder if you just film like from afar, if you can get away with that. But if you can actually read the stones, then maybe that's a no no.
1: I, I I think it is a no no. Like I mean, I I think it's, I for me, I just think you could just shoot a fake graveyard, and get the same results on a sound stage and you don't have the issues with sound that you would yeah. uh, uh, filming outdoors. And so that that's just my stance on it. I just think yeah, it was probably a poor choice uh, by the by the production team to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so already they're in the hole, and then they have to pay you now legal fees yeah, for
1: exactly. it. Yeah, um, oh. exactly. Uh, it's, it's a great movie, though. I mean, just. Oh, uh, uh, gosh. <laughs>
0: just special effect wise, it must oh, be. Uh... It was
1: definitely like a show of the times, for sure. The gore. It, yeah, it was one of the most gory films. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the goriest film that I've ever seen because if you haven't seen Suspiria watch that right. but um I, I find Suspiria more gory because there's just a lot more blood and guts and it's Dario Gento the master of horror Right, uh, right. but yeah for for and and coming from Peter Jackson um yeah quite, quite a feat yeah. from him
0: um, was was he working with Richard Taylor uh, at the time? Because uh, he went on. Richard Taylor uh, went on to, I think, create Weta, um, which is a special effects um, production company that would later work with Peter Jackson on Lord of the Rings. I wonder if Taylor was working on
1: that. Uh, the, film takes, I heard- the film special effects. I heard film special effects were uh, crafted by Bob McCarran and Richard Taylor
0: okay yeah yeah because he talked about i think i remember seeing an uh interview when they were doing lord of the Rings circuit and he mentioned that he worked on horror films with peter jackson so i i wonder if he'll, this was one of them
1: yeah um i'll have to say yeah, one we, of the most one of the second most memorable scenes is where lionel takes down a horde of zombies with a lawnmower which is super <laughs> intense and it's an it's a genius but yeah um Apparently 300 liters of uh which was is now 70 it, to convert. It's 79.2 gallons of fake blood was used for that scene. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, uh. So, you know, that's wow. uh, Tom Savini. That's Eat your heart out, sir.
2: Yeah.
0: Trying to top him there. <laughs> oh, man.
1: But uh, yeah, he, yeah, uh, Richard Taylor did do the special effects, but um also Peter Jackson created some of the miniature models in the movie as well. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, you know him. He's got to uh, have a hand in it.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: he's, yeah, he's a very hands-on director. Yeah. Um, did he make a cameo? I think, I hear he makes a cameo in, like, everything he does.
1: I, oh gosh, I can't remember if he does. It's been a while since okay. I've seen it, but I just remember those scenes in particular that he. I, I have to watch rewatch. Yeah, he's the Undertaker's assistant in it.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: I had to look that up, um, but yeah, it's. It, yeah, he makes. He's in M Night Shyamalan, right? So.
0: <laughs> he's
1: got to show up.
0: Uh You mentioned Dario Dargento. Dario um, Argento, yeah. Argento, yeah, who himself made uh Italian horror and i think some zombie films as well yes he did uh, i haven't got to that yet there, there's a whole section of him in, on um the shutter uh app that i have to get to because i hear this, this stuff is pretty intense
1: i uh, just brace yourself that's all i'll say okay. brace yourself for Dario Argento stuff because yes it's I... he's very visual very very i know
0: the reputation of italian filmmakers and how not very strict they are on their ratings and that so i, I am prepared but he um oh, i think he co-financed Donna. he did dad. he did then he did. okay um and and i think he would he got like distribution rights or something to show it in italy
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, okay yeah i that 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 kind of ball um yeah interesting
1: yeah well it's kind of interesting too because asia his daughter asia argento uh plays a character in land of the dead
0: oh nice so they're friends
1: yeah so you know (laughs) they they were buddies
0: (laughs) i like to see that yeah um all right i think we're gonna wrap up this episode yes And thanks again to Mallory for helping me look at the first part of our three-part look of Zombies. This was initially going to be a two-parter, but we have more than enough material to make it three parts. Our first episode dealt with George A. Romero setting the stage for the modern zombie. Our next episode will be the first resurgence after Romero's films. Of the zombie genre in pop culture. Once again I'm David, you are listening to May Contain Violence, a horror appreciation podcast. <laughs> intro and outro themes were created by Greg Hatton. Audio clips of the trailers are made for the express purposes of review only.